So then I get, um, I get on the BART train and I'm thinking of like, what are some other fun things that we can do that'll fill me up? And, uh, I think like, okay, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to get a red box DVD, uh, something and you know, it, it's close to nap time. David's going to go down. I'm going to watch a movie. And meanwhile, David's, uh, sitting in my lap and he's being, you know, he's being cute and silly and everything. But then I just feel something and he just full on <laughs> diarrhea all over me <laughs> while I'm on the bar train. <laughs> All over me, you guys, and it's like, and I'm not, oh, I'm not wearing, no. I'm not wearing like dark concealing colors. It's on like, the train. On the he train. Did this on the on train. The train. Oh not, no! Not wearing dark concealing colors. It is. It is evident uh, by the and greens. Now you can't return the red box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just bought that red box. It smells horrible. David's not doing great. He he feels. Uh, he's, he's all upset. He's got an upset stomach and everything. And so I'm, I'm changing him, um, off. I, I would get off the train in West Oakland, which if you know, is kind of a sketch part of town and we're, we're on the, we're on the top platform. It's super windy and cold. I'm changing David in a stroller. Uh, he's fussing. Oh I'm gosh. covered in diarrhea. <laughs> and then, and then, we're, <laughs> then we're, then we get on another, we have to get on another train and walk home. Um, I finally get to the, the red box booth. And there's this, uh, there's, it's the, wait, so you're still covered in diarrhea and you're like, and I'm going to get this red <laughs> it's box on the way home. And I'm just like, I'm just going to be as efficient as possible. Cause if, if David goes to sleep, I don't feel good about just like leaving to go to the red box booth while he's, he's asleep. So I'm like, no, we're just going to get this on the way. Well, yeah, you don't feel good about it. <laughs> I would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm covered in sort of drying diarrhea with a fussy kid <laughs> trying to find a DVD that I'm going to like. And there's a homeless guy who's camped out right next to the red box DVD player and the the red box isn't working and I can't, it, it just all, none of my selections are available. And then the homeless guy lets me know that, uh, the other night that he's like, Oh, you're not going to get anything out of that. And I'm like, why, why not? And he's like, Oh yeah. S- some people last night robbed the red box. They took all the, all the DVDs. <laughs> and I'm just like, really? <laughs> he was, he was incredibly resourceful and helpful. He wanted to let me know about another red box a couple blocks away that I could go to. But at, at this point I'm just defeated, just going home covered in diarrhea, no red box. And I'm just <laughs> like, when is, when, like you said, Kevin, who's going to take care of me? Apparently oh, nobody. Oh my gosh. Oh my nobody. gosh. Oh, that is it, man. Yeah. Well, that's the story I needed to hear today. <laughs> Hey dads and non-dads, welcome to the Hey Dad Podcast. This is a podcast where three brothers... Hey, that's me. And one guy who wishes he was our brother. Yeah, just real quick, uh, sorry. (laughs) 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 Uh, For the listeners at home, uh, Derek just shared his screen with us. You guys can see that? Oh no. The recent Google search is pregnant Garfield. Oh no. You guys can see this? Oh gosh. I got egg on my face. Hey. Talk about dad stuff. And sometimes Garfield being pregnant apparently. See, we felt like the way that dads were portrayed in media didn't include enough fan art that made us uncomfortable. So we decided to start a podcast, the Hey Dad Podcast, to talk about what dad life is really like for us. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. This is Derek, and this is the Hey Dad Podcast. What you're about to listen to is part two of a discussion that we began last week. 
Last week, we talked about that idea of who's going to take care of me, and Kevin got all whiny. But right now, we're about to get into part two of that discussion, where we talk about keeping score. But before we get into that, here's a story about what a terrible parent Kevin is. Um, the other day, so oftentimes, um, me and my kids will arrive at school at the same time that Kevin and his kids arrive at school. They go to the same school and we'll often walk into school together. And we had this moment on Monday, um, where he just had a Gideon because Jules was home and I had my two girls and there's this kind of moment where you walk into the school, we have to wait at a stop, uh, at a, at a crosswalk. And so we're kind of standing in this narrow pathway and me and Kevin are kind of just making small talk, shooting the crap. And uh, Gideon goes <laughs> loudly, my dad sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and, and I, then he looks at me like, is that an okay thing to say? <laughs> was I, that funny? And it, there was something that was so great. Listen, me and Kevin have been friends for a long time. And I think we would both agree that... Part of the reason we started this podcast is because we've seen how fatherhood has changed us. And I had to see Kevin shift into stern dad mode like so fast. But I wasn't prepared <laughs> for it. It was very like abrupt where Kevin's like, no, uh, Gideon, no, you um, Gideon, look at me, Gideon. You, you can't say that. So what I said to Gideon, what I said to Gideon was, hey, Gideon, do you know what that means? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, you shouldn't say words that you don't know what they mean. And. I'm glad Gideon didn't go, oh, cool, but well, tell me what it means. Yeah, so yeah, why is that bad? Right? <laughs> and then he was just like, oh, okay, Dad, okay. It's just like fully. <laughs> so we've talked about this in a previous episode that like I've made it, my kids are allowed to roast me, specifically Gideon. And so I think he heard, he learned the word sucks at school and just went, wait, sucks is clearly a roast. I'm, I'm allowed to roast dad. Let's drop this sucker out. Let's see right? what happens. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to drop this one in the middle of a crosswalk. Oh, so good. In front of Uncle Derek. And there was no context. Like, he wasn't even talking to me. Like, he was talking to Atlee. I was talking to Derek. And then yeah, he right. just looks up and he just goes, my dad sucks. Like, we all needed to know. So, Ange, you, you were talking a little bit about the idea of like keeping score between you and Sarah and just that, that like parenting of like, okay, you can only be sick for this long. And then Mm -hmm. like your time's up. Mm -hmm. Do you find yourself like kind of right now while she's gone for 12 days, like accumulating points and going like, okay, when's my 12 day trip? Like when you get back, I'm going to Cancun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My scoreboard has been that um, things I'm going to buy for myself or do for myself <laughs> to go like, I deserve, what I deserve the, some things. What's the, what's the, the uh, hours to dollars uh, exchange rate on, on the Andy <laughs> super messed up scoreboard of scorekeeping between you and your wife? Yeah. It's like, it's like a vinyl record that I really want or like a couple small tattoos. I'm like, I, I'm going to get these things. <laughs> So Andy, I'm curious if you if you hear yourself sounding like a garbage person or <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Andy, no, can- that's a much more direct way of asking the question that I was going to ask because I was going to go at it sideways. Uh-huh. Like, hey, Andy, do, are you? Do you think that's a? Uh, how do you feel about the dynamic mm-hmm. of keeping score in your marriage? Andy, can I suggest something for for just easy money? Go um, ahead, Derek. Go ahead. Rob a red box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And apparently the homeless guy knows how to get it done. He was uh, was a little suspicious. I'm like, all right, buddy. Like, you you seem to know a lot of information about what went down the other night with this red box. Like, were you you paid some hush money to to look the other way? The homeless guy is, like, describing it. And you're like, do you know who it was? And he's like, no, I have no idea. And then, like, (laughs) as he slowly walks away from the 7-Eleven, his limp disappears. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. You look around at the mug and it says Kaiser Sose, and you're like, what? He offers to sell you 10 copies of Justice League. On an unrelated note, would you say to Sarah, like, no, like you were in Israel and I was like hustling the whole time and I really want to get this tattoo? Or is it like a little more. I, like, I, you I dance around it a little bit. I don't feel like I can say anything to anybody about it, especially other women, because <laughs> if I complain at all about that, like, like I, 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 it's a, it's a trick. People ask you like, Hey, so single dad, how you <laughs> it's doing? It, it is a trap. <laughs> they're, they're, it's they're wanting me to open up and complain a little bit just so that they can go, well, you know what? Women do this all the time. And you're like, Oh, okay. You tricked me. You, that was fake empathy. That's dirty. You actually didn't want to know how I'm doing. You wanted to remind me, you wanted to put me in my place. That was a parental sting operation. So, 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 (laughs) uh, so to answer your question, no, I, I feel like any of this, um, keeping the score or, or, or making, you know, making things even for myself and, you know, buying myself something, I feel like I would have to be totally, Sneaky about it, just do it because that's just here in this extremely private conversation oh, yeah, that will yeah, never yeah. be Nobody shared. Nobody else is gonna know. Let's talk about this keeping score thing because I think it's a big thing, and obviously we're all hassling Andy about it, but I think it's a thing in every single co-parenting dynamic. Um, like what? Why is it so tempting to keep score? Because we're all selfish. <laughs> <laughs> because I want to exactly. win. Yeah. Something. I want to. I want to feel slightly better than you, because we're spoiled (laughs) babies. Yeah, yeah. And we want to believe that we're entitled to treat ourselves, and we needed an excuse. (sighs) Yeah. To order takeout instead of make dinner, or to go do whatever thing, and then when we feel like we can justify treating Uh ourselves nicely, and we have to earn it. Yeah. Because and we can't decide if we just want it to be a thing that we get to do or if what we really want is to be called out on it so that we can say, well, you know what? I've been up with the kids the last three nights and to just spend the, you know, the next five minutes declaring to your co-parent why you're winning right now. Mm-hmm. We, we keep score because this Nintendo Switch ain't going to buy itself. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, dude? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Is there anything in your guys's dynamics where like um recognition or affirmation or anything kind of like satiates that like scorekeeping like you keep track of everything you did until it's recognized and you're like you know what actually i'm good like does it quell any of it or is it is there like a pure like exchange of like work put in that needs to be fair or something yeah, I think I think if it gets if it gets acknowledged, I I'm like, okay, I'm actually good. Cuz that's what I hear in this. I just hear that like just that sense of like recognition. Like this is hard work yeah. and I want someone to like see me and be like, I see how hard you're hustling to be an awesome dad and I love it and I appreciate it. Good job. Well, not to get super Christian therapist about it, but I do feel like some of it ties back to, you know, they talk about what your love language is. Like I I knew from a 
pretty pretty early on that my love language is words of affirmation, or at least one of the love languages that that speaks to me the most is is words of affirmation. And so, for me, those that acknowledgement, that verbal acknowledgement, in a way, is 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 more than just transactional. It's also, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you don't just notice me. That's, yes, you, you see that and you love me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think one of the reasons why keeping score is so tempting as dads sort of goes back to the extra credit dynamic yeah. that we talked about a few episodes back where it's really easy to notice all of the dad things we're doing because there's still that part of our lizard brain that doesn't think it's our job. And so we're like holding on to each one of those things we do. And we're like, bonus point for dad, bonus point for dad. I can't wait to spend these points that I'm earning. And I bet, I mean, I'm sure we're painting with super, super broad strokes here, but I bet you this keeping score thing is a much bigger deal for dads than it is for moms because moms have internalized in healthy and unhealthy ways, the things that are, that, that the parenting dynamics that they feel like are their job to do. The other thing about this that I think is really just understandable to like any parent, if you're a single parent, co-parent, dad, mom, whatever is like, and this, this is going to sound like I'm stating the absolute obvious, but I swear it has a point is it's just that parenting is really, really hard. And so when you're in the middle of doing something that's really hard, it's really, you're like looking for a way to, 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 to grade yourself on some sort of curve that's friendly because you constantly feel overwhelmed by the task that you're trying to do. And so you're like, but at least I'm doing well compared to something else in my immediate vicinity. And maybe Mm. you're comparing yourself to your co-parent or maybe you're comparing yourself to another dad or whatever, but it's really tempting to like give yourself a little bit of a break and Part of that I think is natural and we should probably just give ourselves a break. And then part of that we need to deal with, but it's like Trish and I were just talking about this. I, this morning when I was dropping, getting off at school, I texted Trisha and said, it really seems like all these other parents have figured out how to do their kids' hair. <laughs> like, like, it's a little dumb thing, but I feel like at least in the context of our parenting dynamic at our house, like we kind of like figure out one thing at a time. And then it feels like as soon as you figure it out, there's like four more things you haven't figured out yet where it's like now I actually feel pretty good about with three kids that are all under the age of six. For example, I think we do a pretty good job, like keeping a relatively clean house, like cleanish. Like we do a pretty good job of that. Like we, we figured that out, but then it's like, if I look at it, I'm like, you know, we're really bad at like, we're, we, there's, there's no way we brush our kids teeth enough. <laughs> like, there, like there's, there's sports, something. like we haven't figured out like the like sports dynamic of like, how do we also let our kids have hobbies or like, we just, just figured out the like school lunch rhythm. So it's not like 10 minutes before we're supposed to leave for school. And we're like, ah, we got to figure out lunches. So it just feels like you're like leveling up one thing at a time. And it's really hard in the middle of constantly feeling overwhelmed by the next thing you don't have figured out yet to not look around and try to, you know, keep score of the things that you're actually doing well. At. Well, and I imagine, I mean, I feel like this as a person without kids that there are so many things that I just don't get to every week. Like every week I'm like, this is the week where I'm finally going to tackle that project or whatever. I'm like, well, then maybe a- next year. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you have kids to that. And then you do those things for your kids. And like, I, 
it's just it just seems like an impossible part of this life that you will you will never finish your to-do list and yep. when you just feel like so exhausted and like beat up by how hard parenting is and how hard life is and how many things are to juggle and all the things I think we need to justify why we're so tired. Like, mm, yes. Like if like, I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like as a parent, but like even just as a person who doesn't have kids, like I have to justify taking a nap. That's not healthy or good. I should be able to say my body's telling me I need rest. That is a perfectly good use of some time. Yeah, exactly. You know? But I can't. I have to be like, well, I this is I oh, it. you know why I'm tired because X, Y, and Z. And so I think that's where some of that scorekeeping. We're constantly going. Why do I feel tired? Why am I overwhelmed? Why am I underperforming these areas? Oh, look at all the things I did. Therefore, I can justify feeling bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a part of that that's like, I'm not going to describe what you just said as healthy, Tyler, because you're right. You should just be able to just say, like, I need a nap, so I'm going to take one. But the the level where it gets even more unhealthy is you do that mental arithmetic of why am I tired and I'm going to put my list together. And that's like one level of unhealthy. But then when you externalize that and you look over, if you've got like a co-parent and you go, I just did all the, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to spend 30 minutes making a comprehensive list of all the things I did. Then I'm going to take about five seconds and try to see if your list stacks up to my list. And if not, I'm going to take that and I'm going to channel it into some good old fashioned resentment. <laughs> or I'm like, going to go, one of us needs to watch the kids while the other one takes a nap and I need a nap. And I've just told myself I've earned this nap because of all the things that I did. And I'm, I'm going to compare that, like you're saying, against your, the, the one thing I saw you do, even though you did yep. 90 things I didn't see. Because yeah. I'm trying to figure out one of us needs to keep parenting. And I really don't want to be and that I don't one. <laughs> be the one. So how do I prove to you that I'm more deserving of a break than you are? If you're a competitive person, it's not, you know, clearly it's it's not a good idea to keep score with your co-parent, but could you keep score with yourself if that's mm-hmm. a if competition is a motivating thing for you? Like in Mario Kart, you can race against all the other racers, but there's also an option to race to against race yourself, against ghost like you. ghost, yeah. ghost uh-huh. you and previous, you know, previous races and things like that. Like I'm not a competitive person, so that wouldn't work for me, but like, would that work for, for you guys who are competitive to say, I'm not competing with my co-parent, but I am, co- uh, I am competing with myself yesterday or last week or last time I was yeah. in this situation. That's a good question. I mean, a hundred percent. And I actually think I'm a super competitive person and I actually think race the ghost is like something I'm going to think about now, Andy. So thank right. you. But like, it's deeply as essential yeah. what you just said. Race the ghost. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually feel like yeah. I'm doing it a lot. And I do feel like a lot of times when I have some sort of interaction with the kids that I'm, where I'm not happy with the way I handled it, a lot of like what's going on in my head. The only like redemptive thing in that moment is like, you're going to be better next time. Like you're going to, you're going to beat this version of yourself next time. That feels like a really constructive practice. If you are someone who is prone to keeping score to going, Mm -hmm. okay, there's nothing inherently wrong with noticing, assessing, and like, um, taking inventory of how I'm doing as a parent. In fact, that just sounds like active, like mindful parenting. 
that you're not on mm-hmm. autopilot and you're like, oh, I don't even know what I did last week as a parent. Like that just sounds like good parenting to notice <laughs> and remember how you've been parenting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, that just seems like a really helpful practice to go. If I find myself drifting into unhealthy patterns of measuring that up against the person I'm parenting with or um, like other parent friends and, and comparing or social media or whatever, all of those temptations and traps to start using that metric and to see how you stack up against others um, to instead go, okay, what if I started to kind of carve some new neural pathways and develop like a habit of going how, like, am I a better dad? Yeah. Like than I was last summer and as measured by what, like, Oh man, Mm -hmm. last time this exact thing happened, like the last three times, this exact thing, whatever this is happened, I responded worse than I've responded the last two times this happened. Nice. Mm-hmm. Last I'm getting, time, David I'm diarrhea'd all over me. <laughs> I freaked out, but this time I laughed and said, "This, this time is I went to Red Box. <laughs> yeah, this time I went to Red Box. <laughs> I said, "I'm not giving up." This episode is brought to you by the Hey Dad Playbox. What's the Hey Dad Playbox? Well, it's a subscription box that's not about toys or makeup or meal kits or anything stupid like that. It's actually full of really fun stuff to do with your kids, like the LOL box, which is just full of pranks you can pull with your kid. It's great, it's an awesome gift. So if you know a dad, head over to heydad.com. While you're there, use the code HEYDADPODCAST for $10 off. This episode of the Hey Dad Podcast is also brought to you by Whistling. Go ahead, Derek. Whistling? (laughs) Overrated. I'm going to tell you why. If you can whistle, that's great. I appreciate it, and I'm super, like, stoked for you. If you can't whistle, this is for you. Not being able to whistle, not a big deal. If you can't whistle, then that's okay. Like, nothing's wrong with you. There's not some sort of weird DNA thing where, like, oh, can you taste cilantro and not have it feel like soap? No, 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 here's the deal, here's the deal, here's the deal. Whistling is not useful at all. If you can whistle, that's great. But if you can whistle super loud, everyone thinks you're kind of a jerk. And you might be the nicest guy in the world. You might adopt kids from other countries. But if you whistle at them, like, I can't whistle. But it's super loud and high pitched. Everyone goes, hey, who's the, uh, who's the jabroni whistling? Because that's what you are. You're a jabroni. You whistle loud. That's the only thing you got going for you. Me? I don't whistle. Here's the deal. Got a job. Full-time job. Living life well. Two kids. And I love life. And I will never know how to whistle. And I'm okay with that. This episode's also brought to you by not whistling. Not whistling. Oftentimes, better choice than whistling. Thank you, Kevin. What does that smell? <laughs> Why, Why do I feel this way? Why are you wet? Exactly. But there might be no burning question greater than, is my kid psychotic? <laughs> and so we now we introduce our new segment, is my kid psychotic? And we got a voicemail and let's go. Hey, hey, dad guys. I have a story for you. So I have... A seven-year-old son who probably like oh three years ago. Wait, seven, six, five, four. Yeah, probably like three years ago. You like that math? 
he's like four years old and he was potty trained, but he just thought it was like super fun to like pee, especially in places that were not the toilet. But also sometimes poop outside. <laughs> oh, no. Not usually in public. Like how I said usually. Not usually in public. But like a couple times in our yard and just like really gross <laughs> stuff like that. So one time I caught him pooping in our backyard and I was like, no, that's so gross. Like, don't do that. <laughs> like, only come inside. So... I thought he had stopped. I thought his pooping in the backyard thing had stopped because I like kind of freaked out the first time it happened. And then probably like, I don't know, like two months after that pooping incident, like I'm not thinking about this anymore. I haven't seen any evidence that this is still going on in his four-year-old life. Um, I go out to our shed to get like a rake. It's like a shed we never access. Go out there to get a rake and it's like just a graveyard of poop out there. It's like just petrified turds everywhere. Some of them are like newer. Like I can tell they've happened in the last week. Some of them are older and it's like a straight up kid litter box out there. And I am like, oh my gosh. So I come in and I grab my probably like four and a half year old by then and my three year old my three-year-old daughter, and I'm like, you guys, what is happening out here? And Judah's like, you found the poop shed. I'm like, yeah, I found the poop shed. And they look at each other like, oh, man, like mom found the poop shed. And then go on to tell me that they've both used it multiple times. And I'm like, why? And they're like, sometimes we're just playing like so intensely. Like we just can't make it inside. And sometimes it's just fun. Like it's just really fun to do it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Being a parent is so gross. So anyway, thought you guys might enjoy that one. I don't know if your kids have done anything that weird, but I'm sure I'll talk to you guys again about something even weirder in the future. So have an awesome day. Bye. Oh, so, so, so the question, the unspoken question from this, obviously, is is my kid psychotic? Yeah, here's the deal. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll be the first. I, I will say. I don't think your kid is psychotic. I think there are many other things you could have found in that shed. <laughs> and uh, maybe not be happy that they are, as you so eloquently termed it, petrified turds there. <laughs> but also, like, maybe a small animal bodies would have been a whole lot worse. Yeah. Large like, animal bodies would have been really impressive. Yeah, yeah. Or the severed heads of animals that wandered into your backyard. Yeah, I think it's, like, weirdly considerate. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, when you're four, how is that that different from going in the bathroom or going in a mm -hmm. diaper or whatever? It's He's private. He's in the backyard. It's, it's yeah. private. It's yeah. dark. It's a shed. He's going, I'm not supposed to go in my pants. He yeah. closes the door when yeah. it's done. Yeah. Why don't I go into that room that no one ever goes in and yeah. poop? Yeah. I, I like how she dubbed it a kid litter box, like a kitty litter yeah. box. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess the question I have is like I'm, I'm putting myself in the imagination of a seven-year-old, and I feel like you guys will know this better, but I feel like kids of that age have very little concept of consequence or like being caught. Or right. the future. Or the future <laughs> yeah. or repercussions. Yeah. Like Everything's in the now. Everything's urgent. Yeah. Everything is like neat and tidy and then you forget about it forever yeah like if you lived in that kind of universe and someone gave you a shed 
and yeah. said, mm-hmm. would you like to poop in it or not? 100%. And, absolutely. And it won't, and no one will know, and you won't ever have to deal with it. You mm-hmm. can just go poop in that. Yeah. I think almost all of us yeah. would take that yeah. shed. I okay. also just, I also like, I, I just wonder about his underwear situation, because it's oh, not like rough. there's toilet yeah. paper out there. No. Like, it's just Skidmark City uh, in there. Uh, I guess she didn't clarify no. if, if she also found toilet paper. That'd be yeah. so funny if they had, like, it's, stashed it, toilet paper. They made it an outhouse, a proper outhouse. Because <laughs> that would be them then thinking about the future. Yeah, yeah. they're going, you um, aren't using this shed very well. Mm-hmm. It's just rakes and, like, leaf blowers in here. Yeah. What if we had an outhouse? What I, if we stashed some toilet paper, a couple USA Todays? <laughs> yeah. Reese's <laughs> Digest. Some Guideposts. Farside. Um, <laughs> I wonder... That weird Uncle John's bathroom reader that all your aunts have. <laughs> Chicken soup for the shed poopers. <laughs> I'm wondering, like, at what point were they planning on stopping? Like, mm-hmm. were they going to run out of floor space? Were they going to consolidate? Were they going to sweep? Like, were yeah. they going to go... Kick oh, it to the, the corner. Like, the poop shed's full. we got to clean it out so we can keep using it? Or were they well, just going to, like, poop up to the door and be like... Guess the shed, the shed's done it. They're <laughs> board it up. There's no Light it up fire. <laughs> yeah. like giving a Viking funeral. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear your kid is not psychotic. All right. Mm-hmm. Hate out approved. Poop in your shed. <laughs> Hate out approved. Kids, go poop in your shed. <laughs> so if you need help figuring out if your kid is a psycho, drop us a line. 415-340-2349. Leave us a message. If you're lucky, we'll pick your recording and judge you and your kid on our podcast. Come on, you can't pass it up. Do it today. Hey, that's all for the Hey Dad podcast. Uh, next week's episode, Kevin, tell us more about it. Yeah, it's going to be great. On next week's episode, uh, we have we have four guys that are going to be on, and two of them have kids that are like relatively, I don't know, four, five, six age, and they're going to talk most of the time and sort of tell stories that are only really appropriate for like that age group. And then there's this other guy who has like a really young kid and he's like sort of the nicest one. And he's going to tell stories that are mostly about like baby stuff. And then there's this other guy who doesn't have any kids and he's just going to be there sort of uh, guessing at what parenthood is like and then making us laugh. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. I would listen to that. Yeah. I have listened to that. That last guy sounds <laughs> handsome. <laughs> that was good. Well, that's all for the Hit Up Podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Tyler. I'm Derek. I'm Andy. Love you. Bye.